0: Welcome to the Beauty Aside podcast. I'm Gentry Quinn. I dropped out of school at the age of 17, got my GED, and still managed to build multiple businesses and a beauty line from the ground up. Beauty Aside, each week we'll be talking with entrepreneurs and learning what it takes to achieve balance and what it really means to follow your dreams. Welcome to the Beauty Aside podcast. I'm Gentry Quinn, and today's special guest is an LA-based beauty influencer, Christine Lee, who has a passion for all things beauty and fashion. Within the past year, she's grown her YouTube channel to an impressive 26,000 subscribers, and she is one of 24 finalists in Sephora's first ever influencer program. So, if you are an aspiring beauty influencer or thinking of hiring one, this episode today is for you. Welcome, Christine. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. I'm so excited. I, can, I first of all, I had no idea how many questions I would have for you until I sat down to write the questions. I'm like, I know nothing. I know nothing. But this. <laughs> This is so perfect, and I just want to take a couple seconds and brag on you for a second because before we get into my 20 questions, because you are a part of the Sephora squad. I just mentioned Sephora's first ever highly coveted influencer program, and only 24 were hand-selected from over 16,000 applicants. Let's just sit with that for a second, 16,000 applicants. So this is very impressive. Can you just tell us a little bit more about that? Like How did, how did that happen?
1: Yeah, so it originally, I have saw a couple of my friends post about it on their stories because it was an open casting call in essence, where Sephora posted on their socials, they said, whoever wants to apply for our influencer program, fill out this form and then gather testimonials from your audience. And so I started seeing fellow influencers that I follow post it on their socials, trying to get testimonials from all of their friends. And I saw it and I was like, that's awesome. That seems like a cool program, but I never entered because I never thought I even had a chance. I just saw so many big makeup people, big influencers, and I just thought it was a cool opportunity, but I never did anything about it. And it wasn't until one of my friends, Lan Belinky, and she's actually the founder of Bosha, she actually messaged me and said, you should enter this. And it was kind of just like a on a whim thing. And I was like, sure, okay. So I entered it, posted it on my stories, and started gathering testimonials from my friends and followers. Um, and it was overwhelming because I started getting so many DMs, so many comments of all these people that were sending me, screenshotting me their testimonies that they had written. And it was just like my heart was so warm with all the nice things that people had to say and the overwhelming support. Um, a couple of weeks after filling out that form, I got an email from Sephora saying that I had made it as a semifinalist. And I was just kind of in shock that I had even made it that far because they had selected out of all the applicants, a hundred people. And I still remember reading the email and thinking like, holy crap, they narrowed it down to a hundred. I wonder what, how many they're going to choose for the finalists, you know? And then two weeks after that, testimonials were still coming in and people were still continuing to support. Two weeks after that, I received another email saying, congratulations, you made it as a finalist. And I was out with one of my girlfriends who was visiting from Seattle and I remember reading that email and I just started to tear up <laughs> because I was like, Oh my God, this this doesn't even feel real. So I read it over and over and over again until I was sure that like it wasn't a dream or anything. Um and yeah, and it was that, that was it. I I got in and I never had expected to even make it that far or even get in or anything. So it's been crazy and definitely a really humbling experience for me.
0: Well, I just want to say congratulations. It is, it's, it's very impressive. It seems to me like you deserve it. Um, We're going to talk more about Mm. why you deserve it today. We're going to (laughs) kind of go behind all of the glitz and the glamour and the fun videos that you Mm -hmm. see online and really learn from you what it takes um, to, you know, turn these dreams into a reality because for a lot of young girls especially, um, not just, you know, for all ages of women, you know, Mm -hmm. they have dreams, uh, aspirations of being a beauty influencer. But what I find so fascinating, particularly, particularly as someone with, you know, a film background, Is knowing all of the hard work that goes in behind the scenes that I think a lot of people sort of, it's not that they don't even, it's not that they take it for granted, they just don't, they're not even aware that it exists. So that's why I'm so excited to talk with you today. So just before um, we get into like the nitty gritty of things, uh, Mm -hmm. can you tell us a little bit more uh, as far as the scope of what it is that you do? I know we know you're a social media influencer, but what specifically do you focus on?
1: So my biggest thing is beauty. I love everything about makeup, everything about skincare, and I've talked about it in a couple of the previous podcasts I've been on. Um, but my background is I pretty much started my YouTube because I wanted to help inspire other women. Um, in high school, I had really bad skin and I started watching YouTube from a very young age. And from there, I found inspiration to, you know, kind of do my skincare better focus on makeup, and with that, I, it helped me grow a lot of, you know, get a lot of confidence and grow really as a woman, and being the oldest sister in my family, I just didn't really have someone to look up to, so I really looked up to a lot of the influencers and YouTubers that I watched on YouTube, and so a lot of what I do stems from wanting to be that older sister figure to a lot of women. Um, And so in any way that I can help I love giving advice. I love sharing like beauty and style because I've recently gotten a little bit more into style as well. But beauty and skincare is definitely like where I started and my biggest passion.
0: I love learning where your inspiration comes from because yeah. I think that without that deep seated inspiration, that motivation, you know, intrinsically just it's, it's hard to exist. Otherwise, I think that's what keeps us going that why we do it right. It's not just, I love yes, of course you love makeup, but you, you've had a personal experience. You know how people feel, you can relate to them and then, and then you can help them. So mm-hmm. I think that's, that's beautiful. Um, you know, I, I know that there are a lot of misconceptions about kind of what the day and the life of a beauty influencer is like. Can you just kind of take us through, you know, just a day in the life of Christine, the beauty influencer? Yeah. <laughs> First question. I don't think I've ever been asked that before. Um,
1: usually when I start out, so basically what my job is, I do a lot of campaigns for companies And there's actually quite a bit of stuff that I do that I don't post. So I'll create content for a lot of brands and um, companies that I don't have to post myself, but it's to send to other companies that they can use on their platforms and for their marketing. Um, So I'm almost kind of like a little bit above like my duties as an influencer, where I just I'm also part of like a marketing slash content creator, you know, Um, So when I wake up, I will go through my emails. It's the first thing I do. I don't even check Instagram anymore. I always get through all of my emails. It will usually take me about an hour or two hours to get through everything, send over contracts, look over um, briefs and stuff like that. And then um, during the day, I'll either be filming or editing or um, going through DMs. Um, So I'll be probably, usually if it's like a Monday or Tuesday, I'll be filming and then editing shortly after that. Um, And it usually takes me about six to eight hours to fully edit a video and get it ready to post. So it actually takes me a really long time. Um, So usually Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday are like my filming and editing days that are dedicated to that. And then um, after I film or edit um, my video, I will go through DMs and emails again before I finish off for the night. And then um, usually go through Instagram, catch up with a lot of the bloggers I have and show my support on there post my stories, Instagram posts, whatever. And then end the night with one more look through my emails.
0: Wow. Wow. I'm so glad you mentioned the part about the editing, uh, the six to eight hours of editing, because I think that, um, those, I mean, first of all, I get exhausted by trying to figure out what hashtags to enter in yeah, on I know. IG post. Okay. And you just, you just went through an entire day. and I'm like, I'm out of breath for you. So, um, that is an immense amount of work that goes into this. So just because you did mention the uh, level of content you're creating with the marketing and doing campaigns and things like this, and also outside of, you know, your daily influencer, uh, activity that you, you do for yourself. How, how does one, uh, so this is in two parts. How does one, first of all, get started if, if they aspire to be an influencer, how would you, what would you recommend? Like, how would you get started? And also, um, uh, with these other jobs that you're, you're, that you're getting, I'm assuming that are supplementing also the dream of being the influencer. Mm -hmm. How would, how does, how does someone do that? If they're getting started, like, what are some steps that they can take?
1: So I think the creating content for other brands that kind of comes hand in hand, once you get more established as an influencer per se, or a content creator, if brands really like the content that you're creating, they will hire you um, to create content for them specifically that you might not have to post. So I think that comes kind of later on. But I also know a lot of people that get started first, like in the marketing of um, in the marketing department of a company, creating content, and then they go into becoming an influencer later on. So it totally depends. But for me, it, that part didn't come until much later on, like probably this year. Um, but as far as getting started from an influencer, I feel like it's number one. It's very important to have a passion about what you're talking about because, like you said, it takes a lot of work, and people don't realize how much time goes into content creation hashtags, captions, even going through emails and DMs and making sure you stay on top of that without being burnt out. The number one thing that keeps me going is just having a passion for what I'm talking about. Um, I love being a positive influence for other women. And so that really helps to drive me. So I feel like once you know what you want to talk about and what kind of like persona you want to be online and what you want to do with your platform, Um, step number two is just to stay really dedicated and consistent. A lot of people talk about like the Instagram algorithm and how hard it is, stuff like that. And it definitely is a lot harder to get established now than it
0: was, say, two years ago. Sorry, my dog the back. No worries. We're we're dog lovers out here. It's (laughs) all (laughs) good.
1: Um, but yeah, now, nowadays it's much harder to
0: get established than it was two years ago. Okay. They are having some fun. They're seeing something out there. Okay, sorry about that. That's okay. <laughs> it so like, happens.
1: And they see someone walking by, and they're going crazy. It happens. Yeah, okay. that is okay. Yeah. So, um, pretty much to get started, I would just start creating a lot of good content on your own. I started off just posting like makeup photos on Instagram, tagging the brands. Then I started doing like makeup videos and tagging the brand. And I made sure that I posted on my Instagram about two to three times every single week. And then on YouTube, I started small because I was working a full time job at the time that it started. So I was just doing one YouTube video every single week. And I only missed it one time in the last like year and a half that I've been doing YouTube. I forgot to post one time when I went to Hawaii. But other than that, I posted one video every single week, no matter what. And so I feel like that dedication kind of help the new people come to my page and see that, you know, I was consistent with my, um, posting and stuff like that. And then the algorithm kind of favors those that are using the platform a lot too. Um, so staying dedicated and then just being a really genuine person, like people can tell when you love what you do and you have a passion for it and they kind of gravitate towards that. So I think that's helped me a lot to, you know, show my followers that I really do care for them, that they're the reason why I started um, my
0: YouTube and all that. So I, I just always stay grateful for that. I love that. And I'm so glad you mentioned uh, being dedicated and consistent because that is actually a question that I had written down for you. I saw that on your Mm -hmm. YouTube channel, it says you post every Tuesday and Thursday. Mm -hmm. So that you have a new video and knowing how much time that takes to edit the videos and all that kind of stuff. um, I know it's not easy. How important is it to be consistent with the work that you put out?
1: Yeah. So for me, I think it is everything because the YouTube algorithm, even the Instagram algorithm, it, I don't know how exactly it works, but I know that the more consistent you are, even by like the times that you post your videos every single week, it helps to push out your videos to other viewers. And not only that, but I feel like it also just really helps to keep me accountable. And, um, so it's it's just a rule. It's always like the number one tip that I have for new creators. Do I always say stay consistent? Um, and I've never ever since I moved to LA. I moved here in December. I switched to two videos a week, and I've done two videos a week every single week ever since.
0: So, what would you say was the biggest contributor to growing your YouTube so fast? Because I can tell you, I have this little bitty YouTube. uh, account I've posted Mm -hmm. some videos here and there sometimes they get 10 views (laughs) sometimes they get get 20 and I'm like you know and obviously I understand that that we have to learn what our audience wants and be consistent as you're saying you're gorgeous Mm -hmm. you're talented Mm -hmm. I can look at you and think of a million reasons why someone would want to subscribe your channel as Mm -hmm. as you know I do but what would you say is the biggest contributor that lent itself to you being as successful as you are on YouTube in such a short period of time.
1: Mm -hmm. I would say to really go outside of your comfort zone and test around a lot of videos. When I first started out my YouTube, I did a lot of skincare and makeup tutorials. And then I started branching out and I started doing styling videos, which went really, those ended up getting really popular. Um, and then doing a lot of like clothing hauls, which people really like. So going out and doing a lot of videos that you wouldn't normally think of doing. Um, and then if they are successful and if you enjoy making those types of videos, kind of run with that. Um, so I think it really helped me from the very beginning to do such a variety of different videos and then seeing what was um, getting really popular on YouTube with the views and stuff like that and kind of go off of that. Um, And then on top of that, staying consistent really
0: helped me. Totally makes sense to me. Mm -hmm. You're just, you're, you're basically giving your audience what they want. You're like throwing the spaghetti on the wall. Um, (laughs) This video did did better than this one. Well, there's a reason, right? Because there's a demand. People want to, want to know more. That is really smart. Very intuitive of you. Um, Mm -hmm. So what would you say the biggest misconception is that people have about, Uh, being an influencer like as a profession? I saw this tweet
1: a while ago and it kind of it really upset me but um, someone had tweeted being an influencer is just a fancy word for being unemployed and something about that just rubbed me the wrong way because I think nowadays people kind of understand that there is a lot of money behind it, but not only that, there's a lot of people that are successful at it. And there's a big demand for it for a reason because now it's become its own category of like entrepreneurship. Um, a lot of people don't realize how much work goes into it and not just behind creating videos, but also negotiating, um, talking to brands and your emails. There's a lot of different aspects of like creating your own business that goes hand in hand with being an influencer that a lot of people don't realize you i had to do a lot of reading about like marketing how to market yourself best how to use instagram and youtube hand in hand seo there's just there's so much that goes into it reading contracts making sure you understand usage rights and there's just a lot of knowledge that needs to go behind it and then you also have to be like a good business person to be successful so it it goes above just being a beautiful person creating videos you have to have like some type of purpose you also have to know how to negotiate with brands and give the audience what they want too so there's a lot that goes into it and i don't think people realize that there's it's in essence having your own business and yeah
0: I, I couldn't agree more. And I'm so glad you brought those points to our attention. Uh, I love learning, you know, what goes on behind the scenes. And I think it's really mm-hmm. important for our listeners to, it's it's not to discourage people like, oh, this is so much work, you can right. never do it. In fact, it's to the contrary. It's, it's a, it's, we're saying, hey, if you're really serious about this, it's not about just taking a picture selfie or whatever and looking cute on Instagram, you're really going to have to put on the, put in the work. Um, And so you mentioned, uh, working and I've read this online also about you working with brands and products that you genuinely like, Mm-hmm. Um, as opposed to just people giving you money and, and about those, um, so how, can you explain to us, how does that work? Because I, I'm assuming sometimes you get stuff for free and then you decide maybe if you'll promote it, but then there might be those times where somebody does come in like a bigger company and maybe they have a lot of money and maybe you like the product. If you don't, I don't know. How does, how does that work? How do you decide, how do you keep it real?
1: yes so i think when i was watching videos as a younger gal um whenever i'd watch a video on a big influencer and she would promote something and i would go and try it out and i wouldn't like it or it'd be terrible and then i would start seeing other reviews about this product being like the worst it kind of made that influencer lose all credibility to me and so i would totally stop watching the videos because i wouldn't trust what they had to say anymore and so When I started focusing on my YouTube, I knew that being genuine and authentic was like the number one thing for me. Actually, I started my platform not intending it to be what it is. I started it, you know, to be a positive influence and I wanted to be like a sister figure. I didn't start it to start getting free things. I didn't start it to get money from all these brands. It kind of just happened organically. And so I kind of just wanted to stay true to why I started in the first place. And then also thinking back to when I was younger, like how important authenticity is and how important your word is and staying true to that at all times. So I never want to be a sellout. I never want to, you know, promote something that I don't truly like for money ever. And so usually when brands reach out to me, um, I will always respond and say, I would love to either they want to pay me for something or if they just want to gift me something i always say that i only promote things that i truly like and i'm happy to test that for a few weeks and then we'll circle back with you and so that allows me to test everything that i get sent beforehand and um i've turned down really big contracts i think about a year ago i was offered the most amount of money i had been offered at the time i tried out the product and i didn't like it so i turned the deal down. So there's a lot of instances like that where there's just no price that a company can pay to have me promote something that I don't like. So that's just always been something that's really important to me. And I always test things out and circle back with companies if I like it or don't like it. And then we move forward from there.
0: Wow. That just gave me chills because you do not hear that very often. Let me tell you, I feel like a lot, most things do. Come for a price, so um, I I I really appreciate that about you, mm-hmm. and I think that that is why um, goes without saying. That's why you have the followers that you have because yeah. they trust they trust you. It's a relationship, yes. right? They trust exactly. you. Exactly. And, yeah, and it, I think.
1: Yeah. Go, ahead, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Go ahead. I think. Yeah, I think also in turn, like with being genuine, my followers trust me so much more. And then I feel like with the sponsorships that I do, it feels a lot more authentic and genuine. It doesn't just feel like an ad because it's something that I truly like and my audience knows that that's the way that I operate. And so they're in turn much more supportive of the ads that I do because they know that it's just, it pays the bills, you know? Um, so it's it's definitely something that I love being authentic
0: to and staying true to that, so a give and take. I love it. Um, so on a scale of one to 10, how hard is it to stand out amongst all the other influencers? Are there, are, are there days that you feel like, I mean, I just have to ask because I know for me, there are definitely those days Are there days where you feel like giving up or are you ever, do you ever get down? Are you ever discouraged? If so, you know, what do you tell yourself or, or what do you do to kind of keep, the momentum going
1: yeah so that's a really great question and I think it does get overwhelming sometimes especially when I'm doing like some SEO research for my videos I will actually go into YouTube and type up the title that I, I want to do my video on and kind of see all the videos on that to come up with like some keywords that I want to use and stuff a lot of the times I will see all these videos come up from all these other influencers and youtubers and sometimes it gets overwhelming um, and it, it makes me think, wow, this is like the field has a lot of different people in it. There's a lot of different YouTubers and bloggers. And it's easy to kind of get lost in that and feel overwhelmed and feel like, how am I going to make it in this world when it's so oversaturated? But I think it's important to really focus on what you do. And what you do for your followers. And like for me, I saw something on Instagram, someone's Instagram stories that were like, if you think you don't have a lot of followers, imagine standing in a room with that, with the number of people that follow you. And it kind of gives you some perspective as like, even though you may not have a couple hundred thousand, like other influencers do, you still influence a lot of people in a positive way. And I just kind of focus on that and like the small successes, the little campaigns that I get and use that to really help motivate me to keep me going instead of constantly being discouraged and feeling like there's so many other bloggers out there. How am I going to make it? So,
0: yeah. That is that is such great advice. I love that. I really do. I, I hope people can can – hit, sit with that for a second, because mm-hmm. that's, that's really, that's really powerful because we're all going to have those days. So yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And you know, I, this is, you know, not to, not to take a, a turn for like, we're not trying to make this into a sad conversation, but the reality um, out there is that bullies exist. So I have to ask, you know, if, if someone, I'm just going to assume that, because of your reach, that someone has written something before that's not nice. I'm going to have to assume that. So yeah. if if someone writes something that's unkind or, you know, or, you know, you experience sort of a bully uh, encounter, how do you deal with those? How do you handle those? Uh-
1: what I usually tell my followers is I actually have a couple girls that started their own YouTube channels and have experienced this themselves. So it, it almost doesn't matter how small or big you are, they're, they're going to be bullies always. And so for me, I think I had developed a sense of confidence that helped, really helped to carry me throughout the last few years. That I'm lucky that a lot of these comments don't really get to me. But that's because I understand that these bullies are, they come from a lower place or they're just not like complete individuals where they feel like something is missing inside of themselves, where they feel like they need to go out and degrade other people to make themselves feel better. So once once you understand that that's why these bullies do what they want to do, it's nothing personal against you. It's just something that they lack as a human being, that they feel the need to go out and degrade these people. I just, I don't really have any respect for those types of people that feel the need to be like online bullies because I, I just don't support that. That goes everything against I stand for. So um, I just like to encourage people to remember that that's where these bullies come from. There's There's nothing personal against you. And for me, it always helps me to respond in a positive way to these bullies. Like I like to respond to them and kind of call them out so that they know that I saw their comment and I am not going to take what they have to say. Um, And usually I like to post it in my stories as well to help empower other people that may see that that might take things that are said to them personally just to help them remember that these people come from a lower place and they feel a need to say something like that because they're not complete as a human being. So,
0: I, I like that. I like that. We're yeah. turning a negative into a positive. Yes. And also it's, it's, we're supporting our, our fellow, you know, girl tribes mm-hmm. out there. Yeah. Um, it's not just girls, it's girls and, and boys and it's everybody. Yes. It's, uh, it exists. But yeah, I love that approach. That's, and that's, that's mm-hmm. unique. I'm going to remember that. Uh, a lot of the
1: times too, because if I, if I respond to a negative comment, like if someone says to, if someone comments on like a makeup video, Oh, she's wearing so much makeup. I'll respond back to them and say, like, thank you for your comment. Like, I appreciate you taking the time to say that. Um This is just what I like to do. Feel free to wear whatever like you would like. And a lot of the times when you call these people out, they'll actually apologize because I don't think that they realize that their comments are seen. who they're commenting to sometimes people forget that there's like a real human being behind Mm -hmm. that profile or behind that YouTube channel and so being called out a lot of the times just helps them to be pulled back into like oh this is a real human being that I said this to and I'm sorry but like the real internet bullies that truly have malice behind what they say it it will never change who they are but calling them out always just helps to bring other people to kind of support you in that, if that makes sense.
0: I love that. It makes a lot of sense. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate you sharing that. Um, What is getting down to the the last minutes here? Mm -hmm. What is, what is some tactical advice you can share with the ladies out there who aspire to be an influencer? Because I know there's a lot of them, and they're listening, and they're like, "I want to be like you. I want to yeah. I I do what you're doing for a living." So maybe there's just some tactical advice. I mean, just and we talked a, a lot about steps that you've taken and stuff like that today. But yeah. how? What would be like the number one thing they could do to get started? I,
1: I would say the number one thing would be to have a passion for what you want to talk about that is the most important thing especially now that being an influencer a beauty blogger whatever you want to call it now that it's been so it's it's been perceived as kind of a glamorous job you know you get to receive all these free things there are all these brand trips you get to work with all these great brands you get paid for being able to work at home and so it's been kind of made as a glammed up job but you Underneath it all, you have to have a passion for what you want to do because there's going to be long nights where you spend hours and hours and hours editing a video. And say it doesn't work out. Like I've had so many videos where I've edited, sent to a brand, and they didn't like it. So I've had to redo it completely. And so there's a lot of hardships that come with it. There's a lot of nights where I don't really get a lot of sleep because I have to do four videos in a week. So I'm going on vacation the following week. Um, So there's just a lot that goes behind it. And so you need to make sure that if you have a passion for it, that you're willing to also put in all the work, put in the long nights and learn all the knowledge behind creating your own business, if that makes sense. And so I just think the most important thing definitely is just to make sure you have a passion before you even start that journey.
0: That is the best advice I've heard in terms of longevity, passion, that is, that is the why that is the why you continue to do it. That's the why you work to whatever hours of the night. That is the, Mm -hmm. the, the why is what keeps you going when they say, "Mm, I really like that video. You spent an entire day editing it again. Um, I think that is very, very important. And, um, and I hope everyone does take that to heart. And now Mm -hmm. if someone wants to hire you, what is the best way for them to reach you?
1: Uh, just through my email, it is just info at Christine Lee with four e's dot com. Or okay. just message me through. Yeah, usually email. I make like
0: email. Okay, so mm-hmm. you heard it there. If you would like to hire Christine for her services to be considered, um, you'll definitely want to email her. And I just want uh, to say thank you so much for being here with us today, Christine. Because I know so many of our listeners have learned so many great things from you. We might even have to have a part two again <laughs> in the future, but for today, they'll have to part one. will have to do um and you can follow christine on her ig handle which is christine lee with four e's we will also post a link to her youtube channel on our site but it's going to be youtube.com slash christine lee with one e and just thanks again to everyone for joining us here on the beauty side podcast today where we go beyond the glitz each week to learn what it really takes to turn dreams it's reality. Thank you again, Christine. We love you. Thank you for having me. Thank great. you. Thank you. Okay. We'll talk soon. Talk soon. Bye bye. Okay. Bye bye.